thing. <laughs> we didn't know if our thing was recording yet or not, but it is now. And it's Monday. Monday, Monday, uh, Monday. Hard to get back into it when it's been a while. All right, here we go. But it hasn't. What are you talking it's about? Been when it's been at least four while. days since we've been there. <laughs> You're so strange. It's been our usual amount of time. <laughs> It feels like it's been a long time. It's been a long weekend. Matt, Gosh, it's been such a long weekend. Matt has aged twice <laughs> as much over the last week, apparently. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, are we preaching only half the gospel? Plus the latest news, random facts, and our weekly recaps. But first, today is February 18th, and that means we've got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? Uh-huh, we do. I gotta tell you, because I was like... I was going to be so excited, and I just realized that I was living in the past, because I was going to say 2-18-2018, but it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you are a year behind. I'm a year behind. We wasn't even doing this show a year ago. Nope, but that would have been cool to say, hey, I can say neat. it tomorrow. Yeah, just remember tomorrow, don't forget, because <laughs> then you'll really be mad. I then will And you'll have be to mad. wait until 2-2020. Yep, a whole nother year. happy. Okay, so our holidays for today, we've only got three. I'm good with this. <laughs> National Battery Day. Is that like assault and battery? Like beat up somebody day? No, I'm pretty certain <laughs> that it's alkaline and energizer and Duracell. I don't want to celebrate batteries. I'm kind National of mad at myself that day. alkaline was the first one that I said. <laughs> It's Alkaline Battery Day. Alkaline Battery. That's not even a brand. That's just that that, that knockoff battery that comes with whatever you buy. Yeah, you I know. know <laughs> it's like yellow. <laughs> <laughs> National Battery Day. Get a charge out of National Battery Day. Yeah. Day to appreciate the convenience batteries provide to our everyday lives. You know? What can I say? <laughs> oh. I actually don't like batteries, to be totally honest. I don't like batteries. They're a nuisance. But but they do make some things can, more convenient, you know. I would almost... So here's the thing. Yeah. What, what do you use batteries in on a regular basis? I can only think of one thing. Toys. Okay, my kids don't have battery-operated toys Gosh, anymore. You're so lucky. I know. <laughs> We're out of that phase. Um, what are you thinking? Remotes. Remotes. Oh, yeah. You know, remotes, and so, wireless mice, mouses, yeah. nieces. But like a lot of times with the wireless mouse, ma- mm-hmm. whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the plural is for that. <laughs> they can. They're rechargeable batteries. No, I don't think for the, the wireless mice. No? I See, don't I don't so. think that's right. I, I think don't it think can't be. <laughs> it can't be right. It has to be mouses, but it just sounds so wrong. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Just because they're usually cheaper. And there there might be some chargeable, rechargeable ones out there, but I bet they're but ton expensive. Yeah. You can get Well, a, so that's my thought. Like, I would so much rather have, give me a charging dock for my DirecTV remote. And at night, when I go to bed, I'll just set my remote on that dock instead of having to deal with batteries every time they die. See, I don't the the part that I don't like about it would be more the fact that I always lose the dang back to the battery compartment Seriously? on the remotes. <laughs> so all my remotes have a nice piece of masking tape back there holding the batteries in. Those things always get so nasty. <laughs> they are. They're very gross. Yep. 
<laughs> okay, so whether or not you want to celebrate National Battery Day is totally up to you. Okay, well, there is there is a legitimate purpose behind it, okay. I, I believe what I found. Uh, it's actually a call to recycle your batteries oh, instead okay. of throw them away. Okay. Which is good because that keeps them out of landfills and yeah. keeps our water clean or whatever. Absolutely. Pretty sure that's what it is, right? It pollutes I- water. Or pollutes our well, I'm pollutes sure. everything. It pollutes everything. But I know the, well, the, the chemical acid itself. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this one I can get behind, Matt. Okay, what's next? Some appreciation day. <laughs> <laughs> I for just really quick, I want you to hold your thumb straight up and try to do something. Like, I'm serious. Without using your thumb. Without using yeah. your thumb. Like it is difficult. I just picked everything up. I'm using my mouse with no thumb. It's okay. Fantastically. Shut up, Matt. I am a certified monkey. You are a certified <laughs> monkey. You are the reason people believe in evolution. <laughs> thumb Appreciation Day. <laughs> that, that's what it I has to see, be something about opposable thumbs uh, and what they do for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I don't see any We any, can flush uh, a toilet. <laughs> Uh, but do you flush your toilet with your thumb? Uh, no. I know. I use the forefinger, you know. I'm sure not all four touch, but that's how you push down that way. I use my foot. Ew. But I don't like touching the toilet thing. The toilet But then flusher. everybody who touches it afterwards is also touching whatever was on your shoe. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I just have to worry about not touching whatever they used to flush with. So my uh, foot it is. So I don't find any cause or anything so far on this. I think it's literally just a, hey, thumb, good on you. Yeah. Kind of day. Yep. I'm, I, I'm behind it. <laughs> all right. And lastly, of course, I think that we all probably know, except for those of us who didn't get it off today, it's President's Day. Yay. Oh, wait. Do we even celebrate this in America anymore? Yeah. Are we proud of presidents? I feel like president is now like the least least uh, appreciated job in America. It is. I think <laughs> probably. But I wonder, has it always been that way? Because I remember like Gosh. hearing my parents talk about Jimmy Carter. They, I think that's when maybe people started to really doubt and question their president. I don't Maybe know. Richard Nixon. Maybe. <laughs> Watergate and all that. Well, that's true. <laughs> but what I've heard sure. from people in my life. And see, you know, that's a good point. Because, you know, I was a kid when uh, Bill Clinton was... Uh-huh. We were kids. We were the same yeah. age. I forgot. I always forget. I think you're 10 years older than me all the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm a whole two months older than you. <laughs> but I remember the... Just being minutely aware mm-hmm. of the whole Monica Lewinsky thing yeah. and and all that and and gosh the just the fallout for that seemed to last for years and years oh, yeah. beyond him being president. Well, it's still yeah, it's still a a joke. Yeah, uh, almost every day. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean you're right because there was a lot of uh, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like ugh, I don't. I feel like. With the last two presidents, it's been worse. And I don't know if that's just been me. But I was going to say that. But even before... So when Obama, when it was his election, his first election, everybody was so hot and heavy because we were coming out of... That's a wrong phrase. (laughs) Really? Hot. uh, No. Hot and bothered is the wrong phrase, too. (laughs) 
over. Everybody was up in arms. Heated. Overheated. Heated because of Bush. And nobody liked Bush. And specifically our generation, because I think that was like the real first election that we could vote in. But see, I feel like most of that was they just thought he was stupid ignorant yeah. yeah and and but what or they thought he was re- secretly responsible for 9-11 okay so how is that any different than <laughs> but it it's but the exact same thing as trump <coughs> right but People i don't think feel that like he's ignorant i don't and, feel like we were and you know okay i was gonna say i don't feel like that we as a people were as vocal about it or as radically opposed no but, but we probably yeah we probably were Oh yeah, and we just weren't able to tell everybody on such a wide range every single day. So yeah, yeah. you might you might be absolutely correct. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a stand on this that I am 100 percent correct. I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> it's a it's a rarity, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> Regardless, though, there are presidents who would want to be president. Man, not anybody at this point. I don't think. <laughs> One of my favorite Brian Regan jokes is, is he says that same question. I don't know why anybody would want to be president. Who would want to start every day being woken up like this? Problems. <laughs> so many problems. Yeah, every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> All right. Well, know. before we continue on, uh, quick question. Do you like stories? Are you sitting around waiting for Tolkien or Lewis to rise from their graves so they can write you another amazing fantasy story? Well, there's no need to wait for resurrection technology to catch up because Michael P. Mordanga, the creator of the game Sunday School Answers, wrote a novel called The Boy and His Curse that any fan of classic fantasy will fall in love with. This story stars Ethan Miyoko, a high school boy who wanted to get his driver's license. On his road exam, he accidentally hits an old lady and gets eternal bad luck. And so now, instead of a driver's license, the world is trying to kill him. With vicious dogs, house fires, and furniture falling on his head, his only escape is the mystical world of Feria, where a tribe of self-righteous fairy people who live in absolute paradise must take him under their wing. I won't give the rest away, but there's, uh, there are epic battles, lots of swords, gigantic monsters, awkward relationships, spiritual points to brag to your pastor about, and tons of bizarre humor. Fans are saying that if you like Lewis's Space Trilogy or Lord of the Rings, then you will have no trouble eating up this story. The Boy and His Curse is two ninety nine on Amazon Kindle or free if you have a Kindle Unlimited account. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addiction. That's exciting. Here's the news, folks. A Massachusetts neighborhood. I can't say Massachusetts. 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 Right? I never, I never pronounced the T. Okay. Massachusetts. Before you get into the story. Yeah. I got to pause. Because I said that's exciting about the story. And then you just went right into the news. Oh. And I really want for our friend, our dear friend, to know that I was not being condescending <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I really am excited about the book. Now you I can get into the news I didn't, story. I didn't, I didn't hear it as you being condescending, so I... <laughs> I kind of felt like it could, <coughs> could have sounded a little bit condescending, so I just wanted to clear the air for my own sake. Free book. That's exciting. I Goodness know. That's gracious. kind of... I was afraid that's what it sounded like. That's exciting. No, it really Here's is a good book. News. And gosh, uh, well worth the three bucks if you got to pay for it. Uh, Kindle Unlimited, I think that's also part of, like, if you have Prime, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, it's free for me, guys. Men, me too. Yeah, I already have a copy. So. Which is why it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> a Massachusetts neighborhood is coming together to make sure one of its youngest residents has a voice. Two years ago, Glenda and Rafi Savitz moved to the Newton neighborhood and soon welcomed their daughter, Samantha, who was born deaf. The neighbors decided they wanted to learn how to communicate with her themselves, so they signed up for weekly night courses to learn American Sign Language. More than 20 eager students come together each week to learn how to better communicate with Sam. That's amazing. 20 people in a neighborhood. That's amazing. I mean, I don't even know my neighbor's names. Listen, (laughs) we have a neighborhood Facebook group. Yeah. And I still don't like my neighbors that much. <laughs> I, that's so cool. That is really neat. That is so awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously, what what baffles me about that is the amount of people. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Instead of flowers this year, you had the opportunity to get your true loved one, loved one, a uh, Olive Garden breadstick bouquet for Valentine's Day. But uh, I think it befell the same problem that we had with the pickle bouquet last week in that they didn't make it for you. You had to make it yourself. All you had to do was order the breadsticks to go from your closest olive garden. But they did, at least online, provide for you printable wrappers that they designed themselves. Assuming you have a printer. You had to print one and cut it out and wrap it around the breadsticks. This is so strange. (laughs) (laughs) Present it to your Valentine's Day date with love. Olive Garden had five different wrapping options you could download and use for your breadstick bouqueting needs, depending on what your vibe was on Valentine's Day. But you missed it. And now you're in the doghouse. Because your wife heard about it right, right. here on Back Row Radio. Yep. I could have had a breadstick bouquet. I would have much rather had that <laughs> than the roses that are dead now. These dead flowers. <laughs> so my sister-in-law posted the article for the uh, pickle bouquet. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it, the article makes it sound like you get to order this pickle bouquet. Right. And so Did you rain her, on the parade? <laughs> well, all of her friends are posting and they're like, that's so awesome. Best gift ever. Blah, blah, blah. And I go on and I was like, did nobody read the article? Because it's dumb. This stupid place that should be able to provide you with a pickle bouquet because they're a pickle place makes you do all the work yourself. Stupid place ever. And then I even tagged the company in my comment and was like... Way to drop the oh ball. What is... Grillo's? Grillo's? G-R-I-L-L-O-S. Grillo's Pickle Company. Way to drop the ball. You, like... Oh, my gosh. You... <laughs> you went after the company. Well, oh. they are out there making all these false claims that you can get a pickle bouquet for Valentine's Day. But listen, really? I could have just gone and bought a Mount Olive jar of pickles from Albertsons and made my own <laughs> daggone pickle bouquet. What do you think about it? It is kind of ludicrous that it's they got so that they got that they even got like articles about yeah. them when all they did was say, "Hey, buy some of our pickles and make a bouquet out of it." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like any company could have done that. Any company. Oh man, that's so funny. Jack Links <laughs> could have said, "Buy our beef jerky and our pepperoni sticks." <laughs> Make a make bouquet. A bouquet. Make, where's my article? Combos could have said. <laughs> I'm, truly. 
Megan is I'm listing, so listing the snacks that she bought for recording. Because <laughs> I'm starving today. I'm so, like, I was so upset about that whole pickle bouquet thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. It just got- proved misery loved company. <laughs> I had to I had to just spoil all their their hopes and dreams. <laughs> sure everybody else on the poster like, why are you like this? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> why I, can't you let people enjoy things? I know. I just like those kind of people and I get so annoyed with them when I see their posts on stuff and I'm like, who cares? Why'd you have to say anything? No, I was really upset about that. Oh, okay. Well, we got our <laughs> laughter out. Unfortunately, we got to transition to a sadder note. Okay, sorry. Uh, so last week, I you know, apologize. <laughs> last week, we told you about all the uh, abortion news updates and whatever. And we have another kind of weird, it's it's a uh, kind of a consequence mm. story here mm-hmm. that we're just starting to see. Uh, there was a uh, pregnant woman in New York who was... Uh, Forgive me. Stabbed. Uh, she was stabbed to death. Uh, but this happened on February 3rd. But the state's new abortion law means that there will be no justice for her unborn baby, who was also killed in the attack. Uh, Ira Goyen was, a, was five months pregnant. Uh, doesn't say her last name or if that is her last name. Uh, anyway, she was five months pregnant and already the mother of a young child when a man brutally stabbed her and her unborn baby to death. Irgoyne's boyfriend, 48-year-old Anthony Hobson, turned himself into police and was arrested for murder. It was her boyfriend. Wow. Uh, Hobson was initially charged with uh, abortion in the second degree for the death of the unborn child and then second degree murder for her death. However, the Queens District Attorney's Office dropped the abortion charge against Hobson because of New York's new Reproductive Health Act, which legalizes abortion until the moment of birth and removes abortion from the state's criminal code. So not only did that new law in New York create, you know, pretty much abortion for the entire length of the pregnancy, but now it is no longer illegal for killing Mm -hmm. a child. So my question now becomes... What if he had just punched her in the stomach and killed the baby? There would have been nothing. No. Well, and I was I was just trying to Google. You may know, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that that was also considered a double homicide. Mm-hmm. If typically it was, yeah. Okay. So it might not have no been. It might. It might not be. have been. Uh, it might not have been both considered second degree, um, or it might not have been considered murder or. Uh, Directly, but I mean, you were charged for killing an unborn child. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that just baffles me. Mm-hmm. That I really, because I know that's going to happen. That has to that 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 happens occasionally when someone is attacked who's oh, yeah. pregnant. The child will die, even though the the mother mm-hmm. will survive. I mean, mm-hmm. I f- I feel like there will have to be uproar after that if nothing happens. If he's if he's charged with assault and that's it, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is such a weird, backwards situation. It is. That and I just don't understand how anyone could be okay with. Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. <sighs> I think what's going to frustrate me so much is knowing that everyone who's going to be in an uproar when the time comes that 
this really terrible situation happens yeah. and there is no price to pay because the mother is still living but the child is not you know and because of these new laws the people that are going to be in an uproar about it are the people who voted this stupid abortion law into existence no and you've put us in this place <coughs> well and i just said it okay <laughs> so so it's a rough situation sorry to uh bring the the party down here but uh just it's it's got it's got to be talked about you know we like to, we like to keep the show kind of light but this stuff is just it's happening every day mm-hmm. i feel like something new and terrible seems to be happening every day on this front and it would just be irresponsible to not talk about it at all yeah but yeah that's where we are that's where we are that's where we are we are that's where we are folks. that's where we are <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to try and bounce back and get, uh, get a little more happy. We're going to jump into some music. Coming up later in the show, are we preaching half the gospel? Stick around. Morning show. Thank you for joining us this morning. I don't even think I said welcome to the Back Row Morning Show in the first With hour. Matt Mo in the studio. <laughs> uh, we have got five rando facts for you. That's Ooh, right. We do. We're back to five, y'all. What? We went down to three, but now we're back to five. Matt realized that he just. I'm giving the people what they want. The people want five facts from Mo. Aww, <laughs> people like me. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Okay. It's so unnatural. <laughs> this is a new feeling. I'm being accepted. Oh, gosh. Okay, number one. Having bubbles in your bath will keep your bath water warm longer. Mm-hmm. Then I I'm afraid to work. know how quickly my bath would turn cold without the bubbles because it turns cold quick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like taking baths. That's another way to keep your bath warm water, warm longer. Farting in it? Is that what you That's were going to say? not what I was going to say. I was going to say the opposite. Or is it not, the opposite? Bur- no. Uh, burping would be the opposite of farting, right? Burping in your bath water? No, that's not what I'm saying. What are you I, saying? <laughs> Peeing in it? Yes. Okay. I just didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> so confused by you right now well I, I called it the opposite but i'm like no wait that can't be the opposite of farting. i don't i There's i so would many, consider the opposite so of farting poop <laughs> that would but be see that's another one but that's still so similar though <laughs> i don't know how, okay we're moving on number two the ooh, how do you say that the country of palau 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 i think palau I mean, people might like me, but I'm not. Well, they ain't going to hear this because we we don't play in Palau's. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That country requires every visitor to sign a passport pledge upon entry. Every visitor must promise to act in an environmentally conscious way for the sake of their kids and future generations. Yeah. It's like a. 
It's like one of those weird pledges that your your teacher in high school makes you sign that you will not play with your phone during class, even though it's not legally binding because you're a minor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's right, kids. I just told you a life hack. You can get around that. He has no legal right to take your phone from you, even if you break that contract. Wow. <laughs> of course, I'm. he could just send you to the principal's office. Your kids are going to those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I did lead a protest in high school. Did you really? And I won that sucker. Have I never told you that story? You, I, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I don't even know who you are right now. I'll tell you that story one day. All right. Uh, number three, older siblings tend to have higher IQs on average than their younger siblings, according to Norwegian researchers. Older siblings also tend to be more responsible. Well, I feel like I can get behind the whole responsible logic because mm. older siblings are usually like the guinea pig kid. Yeah. You know? And so they get in trouble the most. And plus, they have to... Would you please stop picking your ear? (laughs) (laughs) I have a weird hair going out of my ear. I had to get it out. Not only are you getting it out, but you're examining it (laughs) once it's out. making sure that was the right one. I'm making sure it was long enough. Gross. Felt like it was going an inch or two. (laughs) (laughs) That was just perception from my... These are the things I have to deal with. (laughs) This is what happens when you get old, man. You get hair where you don't need hair, and you can't keep hair where you want it. That's so nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. I didn't even get to finish my thought about the whole older sibling, younger sibling thing. It's your fault for getting distracted. Whatever. I'm living my life over here. Matt, how do you say that word? Uh, (laughs) Islerophile? Islerophile? A irilophile is someone who loves cats. Uh, yeah, I think it's ilurophile. 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 <laughs> okay. And then lastly, after conducting MRI scans on 264 men and women, researchers found that the brains of procrastinators and people who don't procrastinate are actually different. Yeah. Well, duh. It's not you didn't just, have it's to not do just research. a social construct. People are born this way. So, Samantha and I are very similar in many ways. Mm-hmm. But that is the one way that we are complete opposites. I am a procrastinator. Yes. I We've, was about to say, you better say you're the procrastinator. Yeah. Of the we work... I, you're a procrastinator as well. Yes, we work yeah. better under pressure, mm-hmm. under that time restraint of time. Um, <laughs> knowing the, the, the time restraint of the... Of the time. The time Um, that we're restrained by. Exactly. Whereas, so they surprised their kids and told them they're going on a cruise this summer. Okay. And she asked me to make t-shirts. Months ago. (laughs) Just earlier this week. She gave me the t-shirts on Monday. Okay. And Uh, said that she needed them by Friday night. So that tells me I have until when to get these things done. Friday morning. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So Wednesday rolls around and she's like, hey, have you even started on those shirts yet? No. I have until Friday morning. You'll get them. Haven't even thought about it. (laughs) So then... Friday morning at 8 o'clock rolls around, and I start working on the shirts, and I'm sending her pictures. They were done by Friday morning at 11.45, so it was still technically technically Friday morning, 
And she was like, I don't know how you do that. You were stressing me out. I was so worried. I was like, I'm not going to not get your shirts done. I work better under pressure. And she even said, these are way better than I could have ever imagined. Duh. Because I procrastinated. (laughs) Oh, I feel like... I feel like we might be deluding ourselves. It's possible that we could do fantastic work <laughs> if we did it earlier. It's possible. <laughs> we'll never know. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, you've already kind of jumped into our next segment of yeah, it's our, 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 our updates, personal updates, our recaps. Yeah, that's what I that's what I did. That's what you did uh, on Friday. That's what you did for four hours on Friday. On Friday morning. <laughs> I will tell you what, though. I've been dealing with sick people in my house, and I'm sick of it. Like, I really am. I'm the only one that has not gotten sick. Yeah. And I, like a part of me wants to be like, yay, I'm not sick. But another part of me wants to be like, when the crap is it my turn? <laughs> when do I get a day off to just lay in bed and do nothing? Oh, gosh. So last Saturday we recorded. Yeah. For last week. Well, that night I'm cleaning the church like I normally do. And I'm getting about an hour, about an hour in. I've had a normal day and I felt normal. I had a bit of a headache when you when you came and recorded before mm-hmm. you got here, uh, but it was gone by the time we were done. And and so I was feeling great. Had lunch, had dinner. Then about nine p.m., my stomach starts to make a weird, just a weird feeling. I'm like, ooh, that's strange. That's I guess what right. I ate for dinner is not sitting right with me. About an hour later, I'm like, oh, I really think I'm gonna throw up. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Please, God, no. And so I called Adra and said, I don't know, I'm just feeling queasy. And she goes, are you going to come home? I'm like, I still got a lot of church to clean up, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and truck on. But at some point, I might be coming home. And uh, so I'm, I worked another hour and got most everything done. And then I was like, I can't. I can't do it anymore. It's going to happen, and I would rather happen it happen at home. Yeah. So I grabbed a trash bag and uh, got in my truck just in case it happened when I was driving. But uh, as I think I've told you before, whenever I'm sick, that first throw up uh-huh. usually makes me pass out. Yeah. I usually black out just for uh, like 30 seconds at the most, but I'm my body's just not prepared. Yeah. And uh, so that was Deidre's plea. Please do not throw up on the way home and pass out and die. Exactly. (laughs) Luckily, I made it home. I made it home. I was able to change into my my jammy clothes, and then I immediately threw up. Of course. And I threw up about 30 times in the course of six hours. Did you go to church on Sunday? No. Okay. It was brutal. And it was happening so often, like every 15 minutes or so. I couldn't drink anything. Mm-hmm. For by the by the second hour, my mouth was so dry it hurt to swallow. Mm-hmm. My tongue was like a sponge, a dry sponge, sitting up on your your little sink area mm-hmm. there. It was just so awful. It was the worst sickness I've ever had in that amount of time. Yeah, in the six hour period. Yeah, but then after that, I felt great. <laughs> well, not great. I was dehydrated, but beyond that. I, you know, no stomach ache, you know, anything like that. So it went by really quick. But gosh, it was awful. And yeah, so I didn't come Sunday. My church heavily relies on me being here on Sunday, yeah. especially 
Uh, well, it's especially worse when I don't have anything prepared. Because I, I miss sometimes for trips or whatever, right. but I usually prepare them really well. I, yeah. I print all the, the stuff out that they need, and I get everything lined up on the computer, and everything's ready to go, and all we need is somebody in the booth to get stuff rolling. Yeah, because you're well, this, a control yeah, freak. This time, nothing. <laughs> Didn't get anything done. Nothing was ready. Oh, no. Everybody. <laughs> I, I sent Dave. You know, Deidre was fine. She was going. She was going to try and get some stuff done, but she, you know doesn't know everything yeah. and she doesn't have all my com- you know a lot of my stuff's on my personal computer she doesn't know how to run any of that or design any of the stuff so <laughs> normally i get up and give the announcements and john got up he's all so you might notice that uh i'm not matt because matt's not here this morning so i'm here to give the announcements but he also didn't print the announcements so <laughs> anybody got any announcements <laughs> Oh, uh, they were just the. Uh, luckily, luckily, uh, the pastor wasn't there either, so <laughs> he didn't get to see everything fall apart. But uh, yeah, it well. was just it was bad. I hate it when that happens. Last time it happened was like in 2014, and I remember John saying, "Yeah, that's that's uh that's the day we realized we really can't do this without Matt." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's how that's how my week's been. So I've just been recovering from that all week. With my my muscles were sore. My, uh, you know, because I was so dehydrated after those six six hours of not being able to take anything, it took me like three days to recover from yeah. that. Chugging water and Powerade like it was going out of style. Mm. Really made me uh, glad that Powerade brought back the melon flavor, though that green one. I love no. that one. No. used to be called Green Squall, and I had no idea what flavor it was, but it was my favorite. Then they took it away for like four years. Now it's back. I'm honestly not a Powerade, Gatorade kind of person. You don't ever like any of them? You know, I don't really like a lot of them. It's really just that one flavor for some reason. See, and if I'm going to drink a Powerade or a Gatorade, it's going to be the red one. Oh, I expect you to say blue because that's so popular. No. Because that's like what Sonic and McDonald's have on tap. Do they their, really? In their fountains, yeah. Nope. Mm. I just want the... It's fruit punch, I think. Just the uh, yeah, red. So. Basic. I've never been a fan of the red flavor. Yeah. Nope. Well, I will say if you eat one of those... <laughs> you remember the fruit by the foots? Yes. If you eat one of those and then three hours later throw up, it's going to be bright red. <laughs> Does it taste good? I have no idea. It was Mila that threw it up and she and I both are freaking out. First of all, Mila is not a good sick person. She's not. She's the yeah. worst of my kids. She panics. She like screams bloody murder to the point to where I'm worried there are other things internally happening that I just can't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, she's, ah, ah, and then puking, and I was like, why, what did you eat that was red? I don't know! <laughs> so I'm trying to remain calm so that she calms down a little bit, but in my head I'm thinking, why is she puking blood right now? Oh, what is going oh, on? This is what they say to call the hospital. Yep. <gasps> so I had to go out. I find she calms down. I get her laid down in bed, a rag on her head and everything, bowl by her side. And I go out to Chris and I was like, um, so I don't know if we should be concerned or not, but she just vomited like bright red, like blood. And he's like, she just ate a fruit roll up like 30 minutes ago. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I asked her 
what she ate and she said she didn't remember. I'm pretty sure it doesn't come out bright red when it's blood and when it's blood. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a lot darker. Yeah. 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 But, but your but first yeah, initial your fir- thought, yeah, your first is, thought is that's out. blood. Why? <laughs> Why is she vomiting blood? Yeah. You know, yeah. I also want to point out really quick before we move on, Matt. Sure. You said last Saturday when you first got here before we started recording that you had a headache, but then by the time we left, it was gone. So I just want it like on the record pointed out everybody to know that I do not give you headaches. I actually help your headache to go away. I mean, yeah. Once you stop talking, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean if that's how you want to categorize it <laughs> technically yes you did make it stop you're such a jerk I have so many mean people in my life oh, nobody uh, loves me anything else eventful happened in your week I don't think so No, I really don't <laughs> I really don't. Uh, we just got a trampoline delivered to our house. <gasps> what? A trampoline. Trampopoline. Hey, you know what? I'm about to do this for real. What? Okay, so we have just. Dis- oh, no, I'm not about to do this. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You do that. No, I have to. I'm sorry. Just do that. I'm sorry. I have to. Well, <laughs> sorry, folks. Mo had something, <laughs> now it's gone. I had something, and then I realized it was a secret, and it's a secret from people who listen, so I can't say anything. So I have to stop. <laughs> when the time comes, everyone will know. Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> I hope that bitter disappointment doesn't make you sad as we end this segment. <laughs> Uh, When we come back at the top of the hour, are we preaching half the gospel? Stick around. the back row morning show it is hour three so glad that you're with us today it's been a fun monday Matt. it's it's been it's mostly been good yeah we had a little dip a little bit of dip it's not been a mundane and then, monday it's not been mundane right. yeah That's you're for right sure. <laughs> uh what is your favorite christian fiction genre is it amish romance sports stories rapture and revelations any of those you know, Talking I actually do. Director. I didn't know that you. I thought it was rhetorical. <laughs> I honestly like the Amish romance stories. I'll be totally honest. Well, if you said yes to any of those, stay far away from Michael P. Mordanga's hit story, The Boy and His Curse. Oh. This story is so far away from Amish romance, <laughs> poor interpretations of revelations or sports stories that you won't recognize it. Instead, you get pure classical fantasy in the same style of Tolkien and Lewis. Fans are saying that if you like Lewis's Space Trilogy or Lord of the Rings, that you will no, will have no trouble eating up this story. Follow Ethan Miyoko, a high school student who just wants to fit in as he gets into the horrible accident. 
At a driver's exam, he hits an old lady and is given eternal bad luck. His life becomes a constant death trap as random dogs chase him and his house catches fire. His only refuge is a mystical land called Feria, where the cure to his curse lies. Ethan will enter a world of self-righteous fairies, epic mythical beasts, savage troll warriors, and a ton of awkward problems for a teenager. The Boy and His Curse was written by the creator of Sunday School Answers and promises that same bizarre humor. The Boy and His Curse is $2.99 on Amazon Kindle, or it's free if you have a Kindle Unlimited account, or as we're pretty sure, a Prime account. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addition. addiction. Man, I messed up the call sign. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm going to try one more time. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addiction. <laughs> I want to say addition because addition. it's, you know, like an addition to, to your, your library. Yeah, you know? I'm and with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Sorry, Mike. Hey, buy this book. It's great and it's cheap. And what have you got to lose? You might just discover your next favorite series because I'm pretty sure he's planning on making more. What? If enough people like this one. You know what I mean? Cool deal. And, uh, you know, he's still inspiring me. I'm still working on mine. Mm-hmm. Mine's more of a science fiction-y one. Not a in time science fiction y one. But yeah. Listen, just you, gotta get to it, man. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gave me some good advice. You said just work on it for half an hour a day. Half an hour every day. That is so hard to find in my day. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I have not found it in about a month. Uh, I gotta get back on it. Gotta get back on it. I'm almost there. I'm about halfway done with it. I really am. And I got all the outline, I know exactly where I'm going. So halfway done, just, now is the fun part. Like, you've you've built up the whole story, you've explained right. it all, and now you just got to tie it all I together. got to get it in there. Yeah. Yep. I just <laughs> got to hit the climax of the book. And, and that's it. And it down and then put the little exciting nods to what could happen next. Exactly. It's just, that's where I'm this at. This is the fun part. <laughs> it shouldn't be it's also the part, difficult. But it's also the part that I have to nail. I have to get perfect. It's got to be the best part of the book, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, all right, so today on the show we are talking about uh, a question that was raised by Robbie Gallaty on the Facts and Trends blog. Are we only preaching half the gospel? In the, in the article he poses that we may put too much focus on one aspect of salvation and little to no focus on the rest. He says, uh, let's answer a simpler question first. Why did Jesus come to earth? You might respond to show people how to avoid hell and enter heaven. And while this was a subset of his earthly agenda, we undervalue the thrust of Jesus's ministry message when we focus on the future at the expense of the present. Uh, He says that when Jesus speaks of the kingdom of heaven in the gospels, he envisioned God's kingdom rule and reign in the present day on earth, not just the day when believers would be ejected into the spiritual realm. And sadly, this has become uh, misunderstood, and it's a misunderstanding that has plagued and paralyzed believers from experiencing the abundant life that Jesus promised in John 10.10. So by focusing on just the one aspect of our our salvation, we, whether knowingly or unknowingly, minimize our aspects, other aspects of the Christian life. It's, it's, uh, if justification is the entirety of our salvation experience, i.e. going to heaven, that's the only thing that we push, 
then believers are missing out on the joy and purpose of that mm-hmm. salvation, of that sanctification. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said in the article, for years we have preached half the gospel by encouraging people to be saved from something, namely sin, wrath, damnation, and eternal punishment, and neglected the fact that we're saved for something. Mm. So that's that's the that's the premise of the article. There's a whole lot more to it if you want to check it out on the Facts and Trends blog. Um, but I want I want to kind of discuss that in that do, do we focus too much on the fact that when we're trying to save people, we're just trying to save them from hell and not necessarily trying to save them for a new purpose? Yeah. Now I think I think personally, and you might agree with me on this, since being involved with Celebrate Recovery. I feel like that focus has shifted for me mm-hmm. personally and that I know that people have so much more purpose on this life and that if they can surrender that life to God, God has such a bigger plan for them while they're here. Mm-hmm. That almost seems to be my focus now. And I kind of ignore the heaven and hell stuff almost yeah. because while I think, of course, that's probably ultimately the best part of it. I also think that most people who aren't believers might take that the least seriously anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's because in in this increasingly uh, what's the word I want cynical wor- world. Yeah, I feel like people just think of that as the fantasy aspect of, mm-hmm. of religion. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> I think that it has a lot to do with honestly probably the faith aspect of it having to believe in something that we can't yet see Mm -hmm. you know having to just trust in the fact that when we die there is a heaven there is a hell you know and like you said that's almost a fantasy aspect Mm -hmm. of it for them you know for uh, i have a difficult time in the words (laughs) yeah and i have a difficult time with this because like have you seen a lot of the posts that it's an argument for like for Christianity towards atheists. If I have spent my entire life believing in God and then I die and there is no God, then oh well, you know, I'm just dead. But if I spent my entire life not believing in God and there is a God, then I'm doomed right. to damnation. Yeah. You know? So and that's always their argument. I shouldn't say always, but I've seen that argument a lot. Yeah. Especially going around on Facebook, you know. Why bash me for believing in something? If I go to heaven, then hey, great. But if I don't, then there was no harm in my my game. Yeah. (laughs) But I hate that aspect. I hate that mindset of it because that's just like a kind of, I'm protecting myself kind of covering my back just in case right. covering all the bases just in case because i don't know do you know what i mean <laughs> i do know what you mean yeah so that to me every time someone posts that i'm kind of like mm, do you not understand what salvation is like then? the mindset of i'm just gonna i'm gonna join every religion yeah <laughs> just to cover all my bases yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that there are religions that are that do have that mindset. I'm going to worship all the gods just well, that, to cover all. I mean, my that kind of that kind of is similar to like Hinduism, exactly. Yeah, and that because there are a lot of people in the Hindu culture that believe in many gods, mm-hmm. Jesus being one of them, right? And uh, it's it's because uh, we 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 have a community that's been attending our church, uh, but a, a lot of a lot of 
uh, Indian people have come over to our town, mm-hmm. uh, mostly to get jobs as teachers. Yeah. Uh, but we've just seen a huge influx, and they've all kind of tied themselves in with, with uh, our church and our, our group here. Um, and that's been one of the major hurdles that we've seen, or that's what I've been told about anyway, has been one of the major hurdles, is getting people, getting them to understand the difference between Christianity and just believing in Jesus as mm-hmm. a part of your Hindu religion. Right. And how it has to be different. It has to be separate. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. So, I yeah, I understand that mindset. But I understand exactly what you're saying. That gives off that appearance of, I'm just doing this to cover my butt. Yeah. And, that's, and that is exactly one of the issues, is that it makes everything else feel optional. It's like, okay, I, I had my salvation experience. I'm definitely going to heaven. So now... I can go to church or I could not. I right. could read my Bible. I could not. I could do some good things. I could not. Right. I could. I can continue in my yeah, sinful. Give. And I could not. Yeah. I could not sin. I could sin. If I do sin, God will forgive me for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this whole strange, uh, exactly what you said, you know, back covered mm-hmm. mindset yeah. that doesn't accomplish anything for the gospel, for the kingdom here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um if anything, I feel like that's why so many people view Christians as hypocrites. Sure. Absolutely. You know? Because we we are really bad about discipleship mm-hmm. as a whole. We're very bad about uh, mentorship. We're very bad about assigning people in the church to help encourage new believers on a regular basis. We're very good about bringing people to the altar. We're very good about scaring them into salvation or, you know, uplifting them in some big worshipful moment to the point where they have this grand realization that, yeah, God is real. And then being happy with that. Sadly, I even think that we're really good about shaming people. And that's something that I think a lot of people may not agree with. But I've noticed it's even in our back row baptist church facebook page yeah you don't agree with something and it is an an all-out argument yeah that becomes what feels like shame to the person on the other side Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so and typically i've been on that receiving end of it (laughs) (laughs) so myself i can go okay i understand we have differences of opinion You're here and I'm on this side. That's fine. But to someone who may not be as mature, they hear someone say, well, you listen to this preacher or you read this author or you like this Christian song. Reckless love. You. (laughs) I'm sorry about all the reckless love jokes, Mo. Okay. They're funny. All right. That's why my last gif was just. Bye. I'm out. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Um, But you. Someone who may or may not you see you made me lose my train of thought, Matthew. I'm sorry. Um you get someone who is a little bit older in their faith. Yeah. Come alongside someone who's a bit younger. And I had this happen when we were in Italy and we first started walking in the faith again and I started going to Bible study and I said something in a Bible study that somebody was like, That's not how it works and I felt like yeah, I felt like a toddler. <laughs> I felt like I was being reprimanded and okay, I guess that I don't know who God is or what Jesus is and I'm really not faking it all that well anymore. You know, I I wished I was a turtle and could just put my head in my shell. Exactly. And that's one of the worst 
feelings, I think, for a new Christian. Yeah. Is to be so excited and so on fire and so ready to change their life and to share something and someone bash them for it. And it's usually for a selfish yeah. reason for the other person of, mm-hmm. I want to make myself look holier than you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to publicly make the statement that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. When we really should be coming alongside those people. And if you really are right in the subject, teach them yeah. privately yeah. and help them grow. Or in at a least have way. a yeah, have a have a exchange of ideas that's peaceful mm-hmm. and not <coughs> just so ravagely mean. I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. Um yeah. Jeez, so lay off the reckless love crap, okay? <laughs> I think I've said the C word like six times today. So <laughs> Parents, don't let your kids listen to It's not safe mm-hmm. to mow when she's on the radio. Sorry. Um but yeah, it's it's uh it's got us in a a jam. Yeah. We've created as Christians, we've created too many believers that don't know what they're believing most of the time. They know the basics. They don't know the the mission. They don't know the great commission of going out and spreading the gospel to all nations. They don't know what the gospel specifically is beyond salvation. We just have kind of baseline Christians that get most of their theology from movies, memes, and music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not from actual growth and Bible study, exegesis, all that stuff. It's just... Uh, it's it's a bunch of, of, of milk drinkers. And unfortunately, in a lot of areas I still consider myself that way. I'm yeah. not I'm not brilliant. I don't know everything, uh, when it comes to many different aspects of what the Bible says. Uh most of the stuff that we talk about on the radio show is stuff that we're we're analyzing that other people have said and mm-hmm. we're trying to make the most sense out of it that we can. Um but when it comes to the way that we handle new believers, it's just dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's 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 reckless. <laughs> I'm not and laughing. It's, and it's in its truest sense of the word. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I uh, hear you in, in the way that people most often define that word. It is yeah. reckless. Yeah, that we're just yeah okay. You're saved. Away with you now. Have a good life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, I understand the mindset of that, too, in that we're just trying to save as many souls as possible kind of thing for the end. But in the end, just like this article is saying, I think that does mean that we're preaching half the gospel. Yeah. We're, we're setting people up great for the future, but we're not giving them their new purpose. Yeah. We're not leading them to their new purpose here on earth. God has so much more planned for you. Uh, plan for your life if you just hand that over, and that's see that's the that's the key with with celebrate recovery in that that uh, step three, which is we hand our lives and our wills mm-hmm. over to God, and it makes that specific distinction as two separate decisions. Yeah, you give your life over to God. That's just the first step. Then you have to hand your will over mm-hmm. and let God's will lead you instead. Yeah, and we're and, not we're not talking yeah. if your son's name is Will. <laughs> <laughs> Lay your problems at the altar. Here's my son, Will, Lord. Um, yeah. So I, I think I, I agree where this article's going. Where I do agree. Robbie's going. I agree 100%. But I think it needs to go back into, and you brought it up, it needs to go back into discipleship because mm-hmm. I think what, a, uh, what might end up happening is 
people may realize that there's a new believer. They're going to come alongside them and say, now this is a sin, this is a sin, this is a sin, this is a sin. You can't do this, 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 and this. Okay? Are you good? And every time they see them, hey, how are you doing on this, this, and this? Right? Whereas discipleship is more relational and one-on-one and coming alongside somebody and saying, okay, where are you struggling? What's God revealing to you? Because he's not going to convict us of all of our sins at one time. Sure. That's just not how the Holy Spirit works. He's going to convict us of a couple, maybe one big one. We're going to work through that one. And then he's going to say, hey, by the way, this is also a sin that you need to work on. And I think... This is Mo's list of (laughs) no-nos. Follow this and you'll be the perfect Christian. Right? Don't talk to me again. (laughs) (laughs) And I think human nature is we just... And even as parents, you know, you don't do this, 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 and this. You know, you have your... To make a do's and do nots list. Uh Whereas instead of focusing on one thing, let's focus on this. We don't touch the stove when it's hot. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Let's focus on this for a little while. And we'll make it a habit. We'll work through it together. And then next week we'll focus on, and we don't stick forks in an electrical socket. And see, uh, I think it was Andy Stanley or, Stanley or somebody. Somebody got in trouble for saying something similar to that, but he said it a little more flamboyantly. He said, basically said, forget the Old Testament. Forget the Ten Commandments. That's not what we're doing anymore. Jesus came, gave us two new commandments. Love God uh, with all your heart, soul, and mind. And love, love others your as yourself. Yeah. And that's what we should be focusing on. And... So now there's countless memes out there about forget the Old Testament, Andy Stanley or whatever. But that's essentially what he's trying to say. We're not, you know, God's not just about this cosmic list of do's and don'ts anymore. He gave us an actual purpose that is relational and that is that is uh, primed for growth Mm -hmm. in people. And everything falls under those two rules. Yeah. And it's all based on love, not arguments. Yeah. When you look at the Ten Commandments. (laughs) You can divide every single commandment Into under one those, of those two, two things, yeah. yeah, those two categories, either loving God or loving others, you know. Yeah. So I may not have said it the way that he did, but I do agree with his underlying message. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's a great article. Uh, there's, Like I said, there's a lot more to it. Go find it on the Facts and Trends blog by Robert uh, Robbie Gallaty. Uh, I believe it's called Are We Only Preaching Half the Gospel? I forgot to actually write down the actual title. Um, but yeah. that's half the gospel is in that title. That's yeah. why I know that. So look for that. <laughs> Check it out. Look at the uh, name and half the gospel <laughs> and we'll, we're sure you'll find it. <laughs> Before we leave this hour, I think we have an ask us anything question. Okay, are you ready? Let's do it. What's the lamest or worst practical joke that you've ever played on someone or that was played on you? Uh, so the, <laughs> I did this to my dad and, uh, as when I was a kid, I was in, I think fourth grade at the time and I had seen on TV, someone switch the salt and the sugar on somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to switch the, I'm going to put sugar in the salt shaker and fill the sugar thing with salt. And, uh, I did it. And then I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Three days later, my mom's making some sweet tea and she drinks. She goes, what on earth is wrong with this? <laughs> and so I come out. I'm like, oh, I did that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be an April Fool's joke and now it's April 4th and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I thought someone would discover it that day. 
And, you know, that was, you know, she griped at me, but I didn't really get in serious trouble. But yeah. I come to find out that my dad had been eating sugar eggs every morning <laughs> for three days and never <laughs> noticed. <laughs> so I guess that was pretty lame because I didn't really get a good reaction. Yeah. I, yeah. So I've shared before that my mom's favorite holiday is April Fool's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like We grew up and she would prank us all the time. Um, so much so to where she didn't celebrate April Fool's on April Fool's. It was either the couple days before, a couple days after, <laughs> all in the name of April Fool's. Had to be, right? Yeah. Um, well, so the year that I moved out of my house, it was supposed to be my college year, but I didn't attend college. So, mm. it, yeah. But I was living on my own. I had a roommate. And... My mom was so concerned about me living with this person because she and I just started working together. We really didn't know each other, but she needed a roommate. I needed a roommate. And so we're like, hey, okay, let's do this. My mom and dad had moved to Tennessee, so they were eight hours away. And I decided to prank my mom by saying, yeah, Bethany's mom and I got into an argument. She, Her mom has made her pack up all of her stuff and move out. I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent and the utilities and <laughs> blah, 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 this and that. My mom is all upset. I told you you shouldn't have done it, did this and that, blah, blah, blah. Also, let me add, my mom was like two months postpartum. She had just had my sister. Mm. And so that just adds, you know, even more <laughs> emotional stress to her. Um Finally tell her, you know, April Fool's mom, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Four months later, (laughs) that joke became a reality when Bethany's mom and I did get into an argument and Bethany told, or Bethany's mom (laughs) made her pack up all of her stuff and move out of the apartment. And I had to move to Tennessee because I could no longer pay my rent or utilities. (laughs) (laughs) So that one really came back to bite me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes it pretty bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I've learned true. to not play a practical joke in that way. Like anything that that you don't tell people that you're pregnant and you're not really pregnant if you never have the intention of becoming pregnant. Because you will get pregnant. Get pregnant. <laughs> you don't tell people that you're getting a divorce just as a practical joke because that you're going to end up getting a divorce. Up your, your chances. Yeah. So putting that out just, into the universe and it's going to come back and get you. That, that's just my personal opinion on it. It's happened. I am living proof. <laughs> All right. Well, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. As we close out the show, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. He reminds us, or rather, he challenges us, that Western cultures want a God who is loving and forgiving, but not holy and transcendent. 
Mm. Mm. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you to our sponsor, A Boy and His Curse by Michael P. Mordenga, available on Amazon now. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places you can find podcasts. And don't forget to connect with all aspects of The Back Row by visiting TheBackRow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at BRBChurch.com. If you love what we do here at back at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Mo, what's the final word? Be careful with those practical jokes, people. <laughs> They'll bite you. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.